Everybody, welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. Thanks very much for freeing up the time. My name, of course, is still Paul Madot. Excited about this one. I have Tyler Lassard. He is a VP Marketing and Chief Video Strategist at a little company called Vidyard here in Canada. Little, I say jokingly, of course, Tyler, because you guys are on the move. How are things, man? Hey, things are great, Paul. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Do me a favor. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro, and then we'll jump into your story. Well, hello, everyone out there. Tyler Wassard, uh, currently VP Marketing here at Vidyard, uh, born and raised actually in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, just about an hour west of Toronto, uh, Canadian by heart, uh, spent a number of years in my uh, early part of my career on the engineering side of things, which I'm sure we'll dive into, but uh, overall have moved my world into the world of marketing, which I absolutely love on a personal note. I have four amazing kids between the ages of five and 13, uh, which I absolutely love and keep me incredibly busy, probably even more busy than my life at Vidyard. Well, I appreciate you being here, man. Great introduction there. Yeah, I'm curious about something. Before I hit record, I asked you about your last name. And I said, was it Lessard or Lassard? You said Lassard. And the first thing I said, oh, like the commandant from Police Academy. That's How many right. times in your lifetime have you had that <laughs> parallel? <laughs> well, it's been more than once. But, you know, these days I feel old because when I actually proactively bring that up with uh, most of the people who work at Vidyard, they give me a, a weird look. They're like, who? What's Police Academy? Say, oh, today's generation. Where is it going? Oh, no. <laughs> it's so true. Well, listen, you know, as we were talking about it before I hit record here, the title of the podcast is Your Intention Matters. And that's yes. really built on the foundation around mindset and intention. And it all starts with what's up top because nothing's really given to us. And so with that said, I'm ready to jump into it. You ready to go? I sure am, Paul. Let's do it. All right. So we go back in time with this podcast title. Let's go back 20 years now. Mm -hmm. University Waterloo, BSC, Systems Design Engineering, 20 years ago. Did you have a vision at the time? Did you have a path in terms of where you thought you would be 20 years from now? Or were you just kind of like, I don't know, we'll figure it out? <laughs> well, that's a great question. You know, I, I don't think at that time I had a clear view on what I wanted to be when I grew up, if you will. Uh, I stumbled into the systems design engineering program at the University of Waterloo, even going back, you know, prior years to, to when I started there, uh, you know, due to my experiences in high school, having an affinity for sciences, um, but also, you know, I felt I was a very well-rounded student. I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed, you know, various aspects of the arts and such. And the interesting thing about the systems design engineering program is that, it's sort of thought of as the sort of jack of all trades engineering, if you will. Um, you know, many of the other engineers in computer science or mechanical engineering or civil engineering, they often joke that the other engineers know how to build the car. The systems design ones are the ones who know how to paint it and pick colors for it. Um, very lovingly uh, that we were more of a breadth than depth kind of engineering discipline. And it was actually one of the things that drew me to it. Um, and as a result, I had experience during my education and, and cooperative work terms uh, as a consultant working at different consulting companies, uh, doing various different areas of IT and things like that. And, you know, throughout all of that, I knew I enjoyed technology, but I also knew I 
enjoyed working with people and building relationships, being a part of something interesting, being a part of something bigger. And, uh, you know, that led me to my, my first career out of school, which was at BlackBerry, then known as Research in Motion, uh, as part of their developer support and developer relations team, uh, where it was my starting point at being able to leverage both those skills of technology, as well as working with people uh, and managing ex external relationships with partners. You know, if we go back, so when did you join BlackBerry? It was 2001. Okay, so and, 2001. Uh, if we go back, you know, we talked about Police Academy. Some yeah. people don't really know that. I mean, <laughs> even there are some people probably listening weren't even really that aware unless they've looked it up that BlackBerry was not what they are today. They like it was a different BlackBerry when you were there. Yeah. And so, you know, if you go back 20 years when you joined, um, did they find you? Was it you want to work for them? Did, the fact that you were local in SWO, yeah. did that help? Like, what was it like in terms of how did you find them? Yeah, you know, it was actually very interesting because I was almost doing everything I could to get out of Kitchener-Waterloo, where I had, you know, grown up my entire life. I had gone to school. And of course, this is actually where, you know, BlackBerry, then Research in Motion, was, uh, was headquartered and based and where the opportunity ended up being. Uh, and out of school, I actually moved to Ottawa for a number of months in search of my career path in, you know, a networking infrastructure for uh, companies like the Nortels and Alcatels right. and such, which were actually previously hiring a ton of students from the University of Waterloo. Um, but if you look back in the history books around January, February of 2001, not such a great time for the overall tech community. Yeah. Uh, the bubble burst, as it were. And uh, there was actually uh, a huge drawback or pullback in the number of opportunities and jobs in the tech space. And there was a bit of a, um, you know, a supply and demand issue for people. So it was actually a lot more difficult than I had anticipated finding an opportunity out of school because of that nuance of the timing. And I, um, I actually had a friend, a local friend here who worked at at BlackBerry at the time, who I was chatting with, and he had mentioned how much he loved it at the company and the culture and the people. And so I actually didn't know much about the company myself at the time. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I remember going into an interview and somebody asking me, you know, how do you see a BlackBerry comparing to a Palm or a Nokia device? And I hadn't the slightest clue. I was like, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys Better. Do Better. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very, um, you know, it was almost uh, accidental and, and, and very fortunate that uh, I was able to connect with people there. But I ended up getting that opportunity, you know, partly because of my background and experience, but more so, you know, I look back on it and, and I think it was about my attitude, about my, my passion, right? I went in, I built relationships with the people that were hiring in those roles uh, you know, we went out for a coffee back then. You could still do that in person. Yes. And uh, and a lot of it ended up being the relationships that I built and, and was able to get an opportunity there. And, and I didn't look back. And so how long was your run at BlackBerry? I was there for 10 years. Wow. I was there until uh, 2011. Yeah. So 10 years, but you go in kind of like, I need a job and mm -hmm. I actually want to get out of Kitchener Waterloo as, much, <laughs> as best I can. And, and yet you, you end up working for a, a powerful organization for a long time. Uh, keep me honest here. I imagine multiple roles over 10 years. Yeah, very much so. It was a very interesting evolution in, in hindsight of, of where I started and, and where I was able to, to go to. You know, I, I, the, the role that I started in was doing developer support. So it was, it was, it was a support role, right? And, and very specifically then working with third parties who at this time, believe it or not, right? Again, for those listening a little bit younger than myself, 
you know, Blackberries were the original smartphones. There were smartphones before there were smartphones, before iPhones and Android devices. And, and back in 2001, um, they were working with the very earliest communities of app developers uh, at the time who were building very basic rudimentary mobile applications, the first mobile web browsers, right? Um, a lot of business focused applications and things like that. So anyways, I started off doing developer support and I soon realized that I wasn't actually a great developer, nor did I really enjoy, mm. you know, wearing the developer hat. So the more time I spent in code, actually writing, fixing bugs and researching, um, you know, the more I felt I was getting out of my depth, but also my area of passion. And I think I sort of intrinsically recognize if I keep going down this, it's just not, it's just not the path that's presenting itself to me. Um, however, I was the one in the team who was a lot, had a lot more affinity to work externally with the partners, to communicate with them, to, you know, educate them on different things. And I ended up almost becoming more of an evangelist for the platform and ended up working with developers at large, presenting to them on the opportunities, right? Getting to know their businesses. And it ended up being even more and more of a kind of a business development role as I started to help those partners understand how do you build the best products for our platform? And then how can we help you take them to market? So that was the area that came most naturally to me. I continued to gravitate towards that, working with others to help sort of build up that part of the business. And eventually I, uh, I took over the, the full group and, and eventually became vice president of Global Alliances, which was uh, a global program managing that full community of application developers, as well as um, systems integrator partners. So it was a, an incredible opportunity. You know, Tyler, I'm curious about something because uh, a decade with BlackBerry and it's all you really knew, for, mm. you know, fresh out of college, fresh out of university, and it's, it's pretty much all you know. And it's funny, I think about my career, I, I spent about a decade at Xerox, and that's mm. when I first got into sales there. Didn't know anything about the company in terms of their training and nothing. I needed a job. I was out of work, right, type yeah. of thing. And I ended up spending almost 10 years there. And when I decided to leave, uh, it wasn't the easiest of choices, but I left to start up my own thing. I didn't leave mm -hmm. to go to Canon or somebody else mm -hmm. in the industry. Like I left to kind of do my own thing here, but it was still a, a long drawn out process for me after 10 years of the company relationships, long yeah. runway with the company. And so mm -hmm. I'm curious about the decision to move on yeah. after 10 years. Was it yours? Was it theirs? Was it arduous? Was it like quick? Like, what was it like yeah. when you finally, you know, made the, made the move? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, including myself, change is is hard, right? It's 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 scary, um, and especially when you've got a family and dependents and so on. And uh, and I loved you know what I was doing at BlackBerry and loved the company. Uh, however, I, it happened at a point, uh, sort of in history, where the you know things had changed a lot at BlackBerry. The market dynamics had changed quite a bit. Um, and it was actually a point um, in in my career where there was going to be a lot of almost kind of doing it over again. Uh, so it was the, the company had moved to a new uh, underlying software platform and we mm. were going to almost rebuild the developer community on this new platform. And so it was kind of one of those moments where I was able to make a decision. Do I want to do this again? And because um, if I'm in it, I'm all in it. I'm the kind of person that, you know, when I when I dig in and I'm passionate about it, I want to be all in. And so it, uh, it, it was an opportunity that presented itself where I said, you know what, I'm either in or I'm out at this point. And, uh, and I decided it, it, it was better to, to move on and, and find something new. And, uh, you know, again, thankfully, due to a lot of what I did to, to build and manage relationships, I was able to find one of those partners that we worked with that was on the hunt for uh, a marketing and product leader. 
And uh, we connected and, and very quickly the stars aligned and, and I was suddenly found that passion again. I went, this sounds exciting. Uh, I was about a 35 person startup based in Toronto and uh, was able to make that leap and, and try something new. Oh, so you didn't go from BlackBerry to Vidyard? No, I spent no. Uh, about two and a half years at a, uh, a startup scale up in Toronto called Fixmo, uh, which was almost the, the, the transitionary period, if you will, between BlackBerry and Vidyard, where they were a company where I was very comfortable with the market space. They provided mobile security solutions and they were a, a traditionally a BlackBerry partner. So I understood the market and I was able to bring that confidence to it. But I took on a, a very new role there. It was a CMO role where I had not had a sort of classic marketing function in my life at BlackBerry up until that point. So I sort of made that bet to say, I'm not the kind of person that wants to jump into a new market, new people, entirely new job I haven't done before. But if I can carve off part of that and say, you know what, I know the market, right? I understand the space. I know the people. I can take on a new role and I can focus on learning that and building on these other mm -hmm. strengths. Um, so it allowed me the opportunity to do that. And then once I had my, you know, if you, my marketing training wheels under me, I then had the opportunity to move to Vidyard and go all in on that part of my career. You know, you mentioned earlier in conversation, Tyler, that you're the kind of all in guy that when you're mm. into something, you're all in. And so having spent, you know, your entire career with BlackBerry 10 years, that's all you knew was you worked mm. for one company for that length of time. Did you, do you recall going to Fixmo uh, under the, the guise of um, this is another 10 year run or did you go in as a gap fill? What was your mindset at the time with the job? Uh, I went in wanting to, you know, help the business go where it needed to go. And, you know, frankly, at that time, you know, we didn't know it was, uh, you know, a venture back startup, it was about 35 people, but we knew it could either be, uh, you know, a, a two year run to an acquisition, or it could be a five to 10 year run to try to build and, and, you know, turn it into a global organization. So I don't think I had any preconceived notions going into it, which I think is really important when you, you know, shift careers, when you think about new opportunities, uh, is, you know, to not get too far ahead of yourself and try to put it into a box to say, this is going to be my next two years, and then I'm going to go do this or whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, for me, I found, you know, the opportunity was the right one for me at the time. Uh, I felt I could bring my energy to it. I could build on my strengths, but learn new things as well. And, um, you know, wanted to, to see where I could take it. So that's, uh, that's how it played out. And over the course of the next, uh, you know, about two and a half years, uh, we built the company up to about 120 people, and uh, it then ended up getting acquired by one of our uh, larger competitors at the time. And uh, and then I met the folks at Vidyard. Oh, okay. So during the act, were you packaged off or did you electively leave? Uh, so it was right at the sort of the ending point of the uh, of the business. And so, yeah, people were now all moving on to different things. Ironically, the company we got acquired by ended up getting acquired by BlackBerry about uh, six oh. or 12 months later. And so I, uh, I'm, I'm happy I did not make the choice to go with that company and go back full circle. Uh, I ended up yeah, finding the opportunity at, at Vidyard around that time. And, and it felt like the right one for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm really interested about uh, where you were at that time, because my math is right. You were a dad. I think you said mm -hmm. you have kids between five and 13. So you're yes. a dad, you're a husband, you're responsible for people. Yes. You leave BlackBerry, 
you go to a startup, you kind of bet on yourself, you build up the company, and then you're acquired, and then you're like, okay, well, now what are we doing here? And so there's some change going on here. I think about when I left Xerox and I started my own thing, I was 100% single, no wife, mm-hmm. no kids. Like, and that was hard, but that yeah. was just, I was just responsible for me. I wasn't responsible for putting yeah. food on the, on the table for anybody else. And so the, um, the decision to move on from, from Fixmo and at that time, and then find Vidyard, um, stressful, uh, easy. What was it like for you at the time? Um, I, I, it was a, a little bit of both, like most of those decisions are. The, the stressful element certainly came from the uncertainty. And again, having dependents and a, and a family makes that uh, you know, a, a very challenging um, you know, part of any transition is, is that uncertainty. Um, knowing that, you know, I, I didn't have any uncertainty in the, the potential of the business. Um, it's more so anytime you're making a change like that, what if things just don't work out with the people, right. um, you know, whatever it happens to be, you know, three or six months later, I could be looking again. So it's, uh, it's never easy. Um, that said, the, some of the main reasons why I joined Vidyard, and I certainly had options, um, you know, I spent a lot of time with the people, with the founders, uh, with, of course, the, the executive team, with the folks I would eventually be working with. And, um, you know, spent, uh, spent a lot of time getting to know them, obviously getting to know the business. But what really stood out with Vidyard, you know, frankly, was the, the people, uh, the culture, you know, sort of every interaction I had, I could feel myself being there. And thinking, you know what, this is again a place where I feel like I could bring my full self to. Um, they're the kind of people that you know I could, you know, feel like I could treat like family and spend my days with and be committed with. And that was ultimately the most important thing. And I think the biggest difference from the other company, one of which was the eventual acquirer uh, that was based in San Francisco, and you know I, I sort of had that opportunity to say, well, I can go there, probably make more money. Um, but I'll work largely remote. I'll probably have to travel, you know, quite a bit more. And, uh, and again, so all those things sort of came together and I said, you know, what's, what's best for me holistically in terms of, you know, the lifestyle I'm looking for, my commitment to family, my commitment to business and and finding somebody that was local, um, that had amazing people, a great market, uh, ended up being the decision. And, uh, again, I'm very thankful that, 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 uh, that, that played out. And it sounds like, or maybe with a little bit of travel here and there over your 20 years or so, it sounds like you've been able to stay in Southwestern Ontario, KW for just about it all. Even though at the beginning, you're like, yep. I, I got to do something different. I need another, <laughs> I need another postal code here, another area code. And yet it's been a 20 year run in the, in the KW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we, uh, you know, in my career at Blackberry, I ended up getting married, having kids. And, and that plays a huge part in sure. your life and how you think about things. And uh, my wife as well is, is also uh, from the area here in Kitchener-Waterloo. So we have our extended families all in the areas. And, you know, again, as your priorities change, as you have, you know, kids and, uh, fa- you know, extended family also becomes a more integrated part of your life. It, uh, you know, it ended up, you know, keeping us here. And, but again, in hindsight, uh, I am I am grateful for it. Uh, I think it it couldn't have worked out any better. We, we love, you know, it's an amazing place to live, an amazing place to raise a family. But thankfully, there is also a great business community here yeah. where, again, I, I, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing my career for, you know, family or family for the career. So very lucky to have that balance. You know, and as I mentioned at the start of the podcast that, you know, Vidyard, I joked you're on a small little company, but you guys are on the move and you guys have a great platform. Yeah, And, uh, you know, given what's happened in the last year of the world, 
you know, it's becoming more and more to the forefront. But I imagine that you've seen tremendous changes in your seven, eight years or so mm-hmm. with Vidyard. And, you know, how have you managed it? And then how have you handled the last year in particular? It has been a very interesting uh, growth over the last number of years and changes in the business that uh, that have transpired. Uh, when I joined, it was about 30 to 35 people. Uh, I joined as the head of the marketing team and, and had a team of uh, about five or six people at the time. And we're now about 250 employees. And, you know, our marketing team is, you know, north of 25 to, to 30 people. And uh, our, our markets have evolved and changed as have our products and our, our base. We started off focusing on marketing and, and selling and supporting uh, marketing teams, uh, IT organizations who are hosting and managing a lot of video content. But over the years, we found new opportunities with sales teams. We launched tools to enable people to record and send custom videos via email and, and other, other tactics. And what's been really interesting is over that period, there has been such growth and such change that you know every year feels like something new, something fresh that I get to mm. dig my teeth into. So a lot of people will ask me that of like, aren't you bored of, you know, the, you know, being there for seven years, same thing over and over. And I say every year, it feels like a new company, you know, a new opportunity, uh, a new area of the market we're digging into um, lots for me to learn. And, and that's sort of continued to be the way. And I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily seek out those opportunities as their careers grow. And they do start to get bored and, and feel stale after a couple of years at a business and think there's nowhere else for me to go or for me to learn, I'm gonna find something else. Um, whereas I've just always sort of been that type of personality to, you know, to dig into what I'm doing, to find new areas, to experiment with new things, to try to bring new ideas into the organization and, and continuously learn for myself. And, and so that's kept me curious and interested, even in long stints at companies like BlackBerry and, and Vidyard. You know, it's it's been a pretty cool story that you just shared here, Tyler, as we go back, you know, call it to the early 2000s, you graduate from Waterloo, systems engineering, you, you've, you, you have an interest at the time to get a different experience. So I'd love to go somewhere else, New York, Montreal, Toronto, somewhere. Blackberry's there uh, and you end up having a decade run. You, you, you decide to move on. You find Fixmo. You, you build it up. You, you find yourself in a spot where there's an acquisition. Okay, great. You then go to Vidyard, which I imagine, I guess at the time, still would have been considered a startup then as well, mm-hmm. because, you know, and so you bet on yourself there as well. You're a dad, you're a husband, and and here, here you are kind of doing your thing. So it's been a pretty cool ride. So congrats on what you've been able to create, you know, up until this point. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. And again, looking back, it's it's certainly not the path I would have anticipated when I <laughs> graduated university or even, you know, through my career at BlackBerry. Uh, but it's been, you know, a really phenomenal opportunity to, to navigate through these different areas of businesses. And, and they all, of course, built on my previous experiences um, in different markets and in, in different functions, uh, working with different folks. And I think learning from a diverse set of people as well, which Again, yeah. it's something that uh, I think is so important in today's world is that mindset of continuous learning and surrounding yourself, of course, with people that you can continuously learn from um, because it will only bolster your own capabilities. And uh, again, they might take you in directions you never anticipated. Yeah. You know, Tyler, it's been a lot of fun having you on. You know, if anybody listening came to you where they were looking for, you know, one piece of advice or something that's maybe served you well up until this point, like what's been your foundation? Anything you'd want to share? Yeah, the biggest thing for me and in my career development 
Uh, and I think personal development and, and it may sound cliche, but the old adage of, of do unto others as you would have they do unto you. Um, you know, I've, I've always been the kind of person that's valued relationships that have always seek out to help others within the business, uh, achieve their goals and accomplish what they're looking to do. Um, and to sort of have almost as a leader, the, uh, the, the servant leader mindset in which, you know, I really feel that my role as a leader in our organization is to get the best and get the most out of the others in my team and beyond that, um, to help them be successful in what they're doing and achieve their goals. And if they do, I in turn will myself. And so always having that mindset and, and not underestimating how important those kinds of relationships, you know, having that uh, mindset of, of being helpful um, and, and supporting others each and every day. Um, I think that's the most important thing that I found. I love it. Tyler, thanks for being here. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Wonderful. Thanks for the opportunity, Paul. Yeah, you bet. All right, everybody, let's wrap this one up right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. Stay safe and let's go wrap. Thank you.